am I going to be naked? I don't want to be naked. <laughs> wow, na- naked I, and unafraid. I, I don't. I mean, look. I thought I'm of that, so, too. I'm so glad I'm going to be in a world where everyone loves Jesus. I just want to love Jesus with some clothes on. Welcome to Talkin' Truth, the podcast that brings together conservative pastor, Ryan Clark, and famous comedian, Dan Whitney, a.k.a. Larry the Cable Guy. I hope he's wearing pants this week. They'll be talking truth about the Bible and life. Today, the guys welcome their guest, Kara Whitney, to help them tackle the topic, life after death. There's truth, hope, a little fun, and a lot of encouragement ahead. So let's join Brian for a short message, followed by conversation with Dan and Kara. Now here's Brian. What do you think of when you think about heaven? And maybe more importantly, why do you think that? When I was a kid, I remember people in church saying that in heaven, we will worship God forever. To me, that meant a church service that never ended. I certainly didn't want to go to the other place, but heaven didn't sound much better. Now be honest, in your mind, does heaven sound exciting or boring to you? Many Christians, if they were honest, would say, to them, heaven sounds kind of boring. But certainly that's not the case. We have mentioned the new heaven and earth several times in this study. In this episode, we want to focus in more on exactly what we mean when we use those terms. This is critical to understand because this is actually our eternal home. The order of events goes like this. When you die as a Christian, your body goes into the ground and your spirit goes to be with Jesus in a place I've referred to as the intermediate heaven. In the intermediate heaven, you may or may not have a body. I'm guessing that you do. When Jesus returns, your body that was laid in the grave is resurrected and made whole and reunited with your spirit that returns with Jesus. The earth then is restored to the way God intended it to be, and that is called the new earth. It is this earth restored and perfected. The new heaven comes to earth as Jesus lives and reigns on this earth with us forever. This is referred to as the new heaven and the new earth in Revelation chapter 21. This looks very similar to what we find in Genesis chapters 1 and 2, when heaven came to earth so God and man could dwell together. When Jesus rose from the dead, his resurrected body was clearly the same body as before. He bore the marks of the nails in his hands and feet, and the scars from the spear in his side. He walked and talked with his disciples. He ate with them. They touched his physical body. These are all hints of what we will be like, more similar than dissimilar, only restored and perfected. Jesus is the first fruit or the prototype of what we will be like. The New Testament also tells us that all creation groans and waits for the same redemption or restoration. All of God's creation has been affected by sin and chaos in the world, and this is not the way it was supposed to be. Part of the plan of God is to redeem and restore creation to God's original intent. 
So think of it this way. In Genesis 1 and 2, God created all that is and said it was good. He hasn't changed his mind on that. Instead of God just scrapping us and the earth and starting over, he is redeeming and restoring us and the earth back to his original intent. This is God's ultimate declaration that Jesus wins. Our eternal home will be more similar than dissimilar to what we know on earth, only beautifully perfected. We will run and play and adventure and explore. We will celebrate deep relationships and experience community in ways that will be deeply satisfying. No one left out, no one put down or devalued, no one needing to impress others or being controlled by our insecurities. We will walk with God in the garden in the cool of the day. In his presence, we will experience pleasures beyond anything this world has to offer. It will be paradise. Think of it this way. In this life, we get special moments. Moments that seem almost magical. Maybe it's watching a sunset or the majesty of a mountain. Maybe it's one of those moments you experience with one of your kids or your spouse or a special friend. Think of those moments as glimpses into the world to come. For now, those moments don't last. They come and they go. That's part of the disappointment of this life. We can't make those moments last. They tease us and then they go away. The new heaven and earth will be a place where those moments last and are deeply fulfilling. It will be everything our soul longs for today and more. And probably for the first time in your life, you will know for certain that you are finally home. Okay, let's bring in Dan and Kara. Let's talk about this. So we're shifting gears a little bit. In the last episode, we talked about 60 seconds after you die. So if I fall over dead today, what we were talking about is what would be next. But now we're talking about our eternal home, what the Bible calls the new heaven and the new earth. So uh, what questions do you want to talk about? I don't about? really have any questions. I, I think it's just such an awesome thought. I mean, just imagine now if, I mean, an entire world of everyone that loves Jesus. I mean, what an incredible thought that is, you know? I mean, we literally could have that, you know, if people had heart changes, if we could change people's hearts, if people really searched and they wanted to change their heart, we could see glimpses of that now. More and more people coming to Jesus and loving Jesus. Um, obviously, as we know, uh, reading the Bible and Revelation, that's not going to happen. But I just think it's a great thing to focus your eyes on. The final prize, you know, just living in that paradise is so fantastic I, I just I love thinking about that I think it's great I don't really have any questions it's just such a, it's such a great promise and the ultimate prize I love it beautiful well I have a question 
she questions a lot of stuff, Brian. I try to, you know, I don't know what to do. <laughs> and that's okay. It's, it's okay to so question. annoying it is sometimes. Okay. Um, Just when I think I have everything ironed out, <laughs> boom, uh-huh, here comes more right? questions. Well, so we're going to be ourselves. Um, the evidence you present as to why you think we'll have our physical body, Jesus ate, um, all those things. He was sinless. And, you know, I try to be like Christ. It's my ultimate goal that I'm never going to get to. So we get to heaven, we're ourselves, but how do we stop being so terrible when we're there? I mean, I'm terrible. Outwardly, I I could fool a lot of people, but the stuff that goes on in my head, God knows it. And I'm constantly saying, Lord, I mean, I don't want to be this way. How will we be changed so much in heaven? Yeah, these are things, exactly. These are things we can't fathom because we're living here on earth. We're human. So I, that is a good question. I, I, it's so hard for, for me to fathom that as well. Yeah, I don't think any of us can come to grips with what that would be like because it's other than anything we've ever known. Yeah. But the promise in the New Testament is God's going to finish what he started and there's not going to be any believer that doesn't get there. Right. So God's going to finish the job, and we're going to be complete in Christ, and we will just be radically changed. So will, will we sin? No. To me, that's just hard, and I, and I get it. I'm, I'm, you know, it's just hard to believe that I could be myself and not be a sinner because I know what I am. I mean, you might think differently, but I know what I am. You know, and I, it's just, it's just hard. It's it's just it's hard to think about that. It is hard, and to be radically changed into the image of Christ, but to be be in a new heaven and earth that has been uh, radically redeemed and restored in the presence of Christ Himself. It's just hard to imagine the impact of that. But if we have no unmet needs, if our longings and desires are fulfilled in ways we've never really understood, it's just hard to imagine how different that will really be. We're also talking about a God that created everything. I mean, you look at how huge space is and how infinite it is. I mean, obviously... He, I mean, his like he says, his ways are not our ways. Right, and certainly we've seen the other side of it. I mean, the garden is perfect, and we're we're going to get back to that. But we've seen the other side of it. We see what sin can do. We see what a life without God looks like. So maybe we'll have that comparison as well, and that'll just keep us from going. I just don't want that anymore. Am I going to be naked? I don't want to be naked. <laughs> wow, na- naked I, and unafraid. I, mean, I don't. I mean, look. I thought I'm of that, so, too. I'm so glad I'm going to be in a world where everyone loves Jesus. I just want to love Jesus with some clothes on. I know. I get out of the shower, and I was like, man, that is not good. You know, the older I get, it's just getting worse. So. I don't I don't know. I think it's likely you'll have clothes. Right. Well, uh, well, because Jesus, when he came know. back, obviously, he mm-hmm. was clothed. Sure. I mean, these are things that are so, I just go back to God's ways on our ways. I mean, so I'm not even going to, I'm just going to keep my eye on the prize and whatever it is, that's what it is. I totally get your question about, 
I mean, not sinning. How can we not sin? We only know that because we're here. We're in our flesh. We're. But it's even the little things. You sin every day. Just little teeny things. You don't even. You don't even know you did it. Right. So that's I. Yeah, that is hard to comprehend. But maybe. The standards are you were you made it. You were the believer. You believed in Christ. You were faithful. You attained the prize. Maybe certain things are lenient. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't think it's more lenient. I think it's we tend to think sin and being human all goes together. Right. But obviously, Adam and Eve weren't sinful before the fall. Yeah, because we're still going to have free will. Still have free will, right? But if you're defining temptation as the invitation to meet legitimate needs through illegitimate means, right. we aren't going to have unmet needs. Right? We'll be in the presence of Jesus. I, I just don't know how we could possibly comprehend what that would be like. It's right. so beyond what well, we've ever known. And I don't think we're supposed to comprehend it. I mean, that's why he says his ways aren't our ways. Yeah. Our ways aren't his ways. So I think that's what we do. You just keep your eye on the prize. And 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 you remember Jesus when he showed up and he had his body. He still had the holes in his hands. I mean, we're going to have bodies. We're going to... We are going to be who we were created to be. So I'm not worried about any of that, and I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna try to understand it. I'm just gonna enjoy it. <laughs> well, I'm just thrilled it's not a never-ending church service because I have had that yeah. question as well. I mean, I I love worship. Clearly, I love Jesus, or I wouldn't be sitting here. I want people to know Him, but. To be just this never-ending church service, well, I, and uh, that I, would be tough. Yeah, to... but and people are wrong to even think that way, you know, because you can you can glorify God and have a church service, and and uh, just doing your daily activities, you can you can uh, worship God, just just doing your best at your job and and doing it uh, to honor Him. I mean, that's honoring Christ. That's worshiping. Yeah, that's why I think it's really helpful. You know, over the years, I've tried to figure out a way to explain it so it's meaningful to people of all ages, all backgrounds. And that's why I like that idea of getting these glimpses, Mm -hmm. just these moments that almost feel magical. And they're like, what if this moment didn't end? What if it just lasted? I mean, a, a kid can imagine that. Right. Anybody from any culture can imagine it's 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 like God's allowing us little glimpses into what's to come. Right. I think that's well, that's the more up, accurate you picture. Pick up on those feelings because I'll tell you, just listening to you and that feeling of just that deep breath when you, you know, when you've been gone, even if your vacation has been wonderful, there's something about walking through the door of your home, setting your bags down, and just taking like oh, and sleeping in your own bed. Amplify that. And that's, I mean, that is a feeling I can relate to. It's going to be so wonderful. Yeah. And the other thing that I'm excited about uh, is not being so insecure. I mean, it keeps me from being in a community, all the hangups that I have and the things that I have to consciously go, that's not true. Who told you that? That I can uh, go into a community and, and not feel like, well, they don't really like me or I don't have anything to offer. Yeah. All that goes away. It does go away. 
And there's something, uh, again, unimaginable yeah. about that. I, I don't think it means we go all the way back to Genesis 1 and 2 in terms of everything starts over, primitive, in a garden. I don't know exactly what it's going to be like, but I, you know, it kind of gets back to the clothing question and will we, will we play golf, will we create, will we invent, will mm-hmm. we, will we uh, hike through the mountains? You know, I, I think all of that. I had a friend that plays golf all the time, and he asked me, well, can you play golf in heaven? And, it's, and I said, what? Probably. I don't know. And he said, well, it wouldn't be any fun. You just get a hole in one in every shot. And it's like, well, <laughs> a shot into the trees isn't yeah. a sin. It's just a bad <laughs> golf shot. Right. You know, it, it's, it's hard to imagine what that would be like. Well, I think that everything that we enjoy, that, that God gave us talents to do, why wouldn't it be in heaven? Sure. I mean, he gave us his sense of humor. We're going to laugh in heaven. We're going to have a sense of humor in heaven. People, I mean, people that were born with just these incredible talents to play certain sports or or do certain things, nobody else can do this. This is a God-given talent. God gave him that talent. So obviously, God created all that. So why wouldn't we be doing it in heaven? Yeah, absolutely. It's also interesting to think about work. Because we think about work as something I, I have to do. Right. But what if it wasn't about making money? It was about chasing my passions and the things God has given me that I love to do that are glorifying to him. That completely changes the definition of work. And it kind of goes back to all these things I could pursue that I'm passionate about that I can't necessarily now because I still have to get a paycheck and, a, right. and limited time and money. Right. Well, look, we can contemplate on this all day. As I said, we don't know. Whatever it is, keep your eye on the prize, stay faithful, and God promises that it's going to be a great prize and fantastic. I just don't want to be naked. Thanks for listening to Talkin' Truth. Today's Talk and Truth is powered by Go Tandem, the free spiritual fitness app. Download Go Tandem today and get spiritually fit.